Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind. Featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Just let it breathe a little bit, Chuck. It's a Monday. There's a lot from the weekend you have to sort of digest. Unpack. Let's unpack the weekend. Let's not. A lot to unpack. Lot Hoff, Hoffman positivity? is so against phone calls. We took two calls. He left the room. Oh, he, I no, saw that. He I was got pulling a and, song. I, I I recalled that there was a song I had to pull specifically for today's show. Okay. So I went back to oh, pull Dion it. Oh, Warwick. Uh, do you know the way to San no, Jose? No, it's not that. It's not that. We still have Benny and the Jets as our regular uh, round song. Um, having said that, I recall the last minute just so happened to be during a time when phone calls were being taken. Purely coincidental. Uh, but let that be the end of phone calls for the day. The funny thing is, caller Biff, now there's two of them. There's Martin and Frank, right? I think alphabetically it goes Martin and then Frank. Does it? And the first caller, Biff, is like, well, Frank, I'll tell you what, Frank. Clearly, Biff is addressing Frank. And then Sandman calls in. He's like, well, Martin, I'll tell you what, Martin. And he asked a Cardinal question at one point and said, what's going on with the Cardinal? And Frank leaned into the mic, ready to respond. And then Sandman said, what do you think, Martin? So they were very specific. What was your takeaway from the calls? Uh, Just a test. That maybe you were right. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I love Biff, but I've said do this you. before. Nobody calls in more consistently that when they're on doesn't have a whole lot to say, <laughs> to be fair. Hey, Chuck, how are you? Great to be here. Also, I love Biff's calls, but clearly when he calls in, he's not listening to the show. And that's what I appreciate about Biff, whether he calls the morning show or these shows. He's not listening, and he's kind of wondering who's on. I think he just calls 590, and we'll talk to whoever's on the air at that moment. But uh, the guy lives the life, let's be honest. Another thing about Obama ruining our country. Let's go to the phones. Hi, Biff. (laughs) Yeah, which show is this? This is Larry. Mr. Connors to you. Yeah, I'm on my way to San Jose. <laughs> You're right. He just calls the hotline <laughs> and doesn't know who's actually going to answer. Yeah, Stricker's on here, and uh, we got uh, Goldfinger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know what the Blues needed on Saturday, Charlie? More you know what goals. They well, that too. Or more saves. And that too. Both. Tied for first. No, nope, but you're all wrong. <laughs> the correct answer is they needed Mike Yo in the postgame so he could tell us who played well I and who that. didn't. 
And then the next day at the morning skit, he could correct it and add some veteran players' names who were offended that he didn't mention them. <laughs> and by the time they'd lost the game six to nothing, the next day, 18 players had played well. But I think it would have been great for Barube, which our Canadian friend who's Italian that covers hockey, Gene Principe. Frank found the only one. He also. The only Italian Canadian hockey analyst. He also calls him Barube, which some of, some of the hockey world say Barube. I think it's. People that are wrong. That, no, that's the John Miller pronunciation Barube. of his last name. Barube. But also the Peter Angelo, Petra Angelo thing. Like he's been playing for over a decade. Petty or Angelo. I understand Beltran, Beltran. Beltran. And I only say that because I remember I asked the guy, because for years, Beltran, Beltran. I said, Carlos, and he's the nicest guy in the world. Is it Beltran or Beltran? <laughs> and the actual player said, it doesn't matter. So Has what anybody ever to do said to Petro? And he's, he would say it doesn't matter? I feel like we've had to have asked him by now because there are a couple main network guys that call him Peter Angelo. He is the captain, right? He is the captain. But if Mike Yo had been there on Saturday, it would have been great because then he could say who played well. And we're like, did he? Did he? Did he? <laughs> it would have been a short list. Can we get Mike Yo? I know he's going to be the, the Flyers coach. Can we get him on retainer? Assistant, right. Assistant, to be rather. Fair. Yeah, but on the staff. Can we just get him on retainer? So when the Blues play a bad game, he can at least watch the highlights, and then we can call him the next day and ask him to list who played well and who didn't. It's time for the Yo Report. And he tells you who was bad by way of saying who was good. Because if you, <laughs> if you eliminate, if only a couple of guys are good, that means everyone else is bad, and then he makes a correction the next day, which took away all of the juice. What if we just had Mike Yo via Skype, and we just read off the score sheet? We read all the players. And he just did thumbs up or thumbs down. Or thumbs kind of meh. That's all he has to do. Up, down, so-so. Yeah, you got your uh, Petrangelo. He was, uh, what, a minus three? Then you got a couple of guys here. Look at uh, Tarasenko. Looks like he's at a minus three. But uh, you got an assist here for Tarasenko. But look, I know I say it a lot, but Ken Hitchcock, what was his famous saying besides buying and bean? Bean. Your best players in the playoffs have to be your best players. If your best player, Vladimir Tarasenko, is a minus three, if your captain, Alex Peter Angelo, we don't know, is a minus three, doesn't really bode well. Even when you have guys like Robert Thomas playing really well, Jordan Bennington's doing as well as he can. There were some great chances for the Sharks, but still, your your main guys have to be really good in the postseason to win, especially in the the West Final. All right, how about this? Just to kind of give it a Monday urgency, can I have the background? What do we do? Five for Frank, just a little music, and I'm going to hit Chuck with some topics here. But this is going to feel bigger because we're going to have some music underneath. This is not something we choreographed, just a little What do I say in the TV world? I just need a little I'm going to take my sweatshirt off. Okay, you ready for this? Because this is going to be fast and furious. All right, you ready for this? Here we go. Chuck. This would be all right, Hold five, on. five for Chuck. Music, please. Five for Chuck. Did, 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 did. Am Hardwell. I am I crazy? Yes. Next topic. Am I crazy because <sighs> I actually still feel good about the Blues? I agree. I think you're a tad crazy. Whoa, whoa. Just a tad. Because it's the Sharks, I think people are overreacting and saying, God, they're better than us, aren't they? They've beaten us before. That's just, gosh, Joe Thornton's beard and Pavelski's good. And that Look at that team. Oh, my God, we're never going to be able to beat the Sharks. Okay. I disagree. Watching that game, though, I feel like when you watched it, you felt like the Blues got dominated. The scoreboard said the Blues got dominated. The Eh. score sheet, a little more 50-50 if you're looking at shots and things like that, but quality chances, the Sharks dominated you there. Too many giveaways for the Blues. I'm not saying the series is over by any means, 
The one thing that we've seen throughout this postseason, and it doesn't matter which team it is, whoever falls falls behind early, that other team plays with a desperation. It is hard to match it because the Blues know what's going to happen if they go down 0-2, and their chances of winning a series is not good at all. The Blues will have a desperation tonight that the Sharks won't be able to match. And so that's a good sign for the Blues. But watching that game, I just feel like the Sharks were going north-south. I, I do agree with some of the post-game chatter that the Blues are a little more concerned with kind of just playing a physical game. And some of the Blues' best players right now aren't playing very well. How about this? And this is this is very narrow, mind you. This is strictly back-to-back road games. No home games in between because this does eliminate a few of those where you lost one on the road, you go home, you go back on the road, and you lose that game. The Blues haven't lost a true back-to-back road games since January 15th and 17th. Wow. How about that? And what are Good they stat. now? Thank you. Five and two on the road during this postseason mm-hmm. run, I believe. I just felt some of the goals were weird. Five on three, which is on you for getting in that position. Preko that giveaway. Weird Vince bounce Dunn's that skate. kind of bounced backwards and snuck in. Then the empty netter at the end. I felt like, you know... This is one of those games. It's when I picked the click was Bennington, and he threw it out. He said, I can't pick no, the goalie. No, I gave him what you told me, which I is that, that it has to be a shutout. If you pick the goalie to be your pick to click, it has to be a shutout. 100%. That's like Disagree. Justin Verlander's on the mound. What's your pick to click? Oh, Justin Verlander. Oh, good pick. He's like coming one of the best pitchers of, no, in the history of baseball. You're wrong. Coming, <laughs> off no, I'm a, right. coming off a game. Oh, yeah? Well, we'll talk about it. What is the definition of right or wrong? Get up. When your goalie gives up five goals... Whether it's his fault or not, if you pick him the next game to be a pick to click, that's stepping out there because he had a bad game. I'm saying he won't have a bad game again. That's fair. I agree with Hoff though. The first goal he had Hold no on, chance. Hoff agree with you, and now you're agreeing with him we because he agree with people. you. I like to not agree with Martin, even <laughs> if deep fair. down I really do. My point is, there were some fluky goals. The first one, Bennington had no chance. Yeah. You did have the empty netter at the end, and you had the weird goal that they shot off. What? Vince done there. So some fluky goals. I still didn't like the Blues overall game, though. I'm watching that, and it just looked like the Sharks were clearly the better team for the entire game. It but, does feel like, and I get that it's a best of seven, and there's still many games left. This has kind of a must-win feel to it because you can't. As the, you don't want to be in a position where you have to win every home game. I feel like if you're the Blues, and if you lose tonight, it becomes that. It's a long ride home at 0-2. That's a long flight from San Jose. Well said. Plus, you realize you're going to be making three trips. You go down 0-2, there's a pretty good chance it's your best case scenario is going seven, and that's a lot of back and forth. Do you to know San the Jose. way from um, San Jose? Is that? I think it's the weirdest sport where your team that you're like, God, we look great, and then the next game they just look like garbage. You're like, how does that happen? Where they come? Yeah, they, we just didn't have the jump right at the get go, and they really took it to us. Like, but you just came off an emotional game seven. You look great, and wait a minute, now they're. And then tonight could be that. That's what I'm saying. Tonight the Blues could look great. And then, but but what you just said is is the right way to look at it. Where if the Sharks win tonight, what are the chances? What are the odds that the Blues can win four out of the next five games against a veteran, very good San Jose Sharks team? I'm that's not saying they tough. can't make it a six game series, but if you go down 0-2, what are the chances mm. you can win four out of five against a really really good team? Here's my goal for at the end of the day. I'm going to try to find the last time the Blues came back from an 0-2 Deficit to win a series. Ooh. I feel like it's been a while. They were up a lot. Yes. 2-0 in the last 5-6 years. 
Hey, you guys, you've seen it where teams are down 0-2 and come back. Does that help at all? Can someone ask that? It was against ask you Steam guys. That. Ask what Steam that. Ask Steam that question if they lose tonight. Petro and Steam. Hey, you know, you've seen it happen, right? I mean, teams are down 0-2 all the time and come back. And by back. the way, Petro, can I call you Peter? Because it's really more like Peter, right? I know we're, we're kind of deep into a playoff run, and you've been here for 10 years, but... Can we go ahead and... How do you uh, pronounce your name? What did you do all those years to blow the two-zip leads, and can we try to have San Jose do that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Hey, remember that one year in the Kings, and then that other with the Hawks? And... But those are great teams, too. Let's be honest. Hawks, Kings, well, little Blues mini are a great dynasties. Team. They okay. can flip the script. Why do they hate the Blues? But the Hawks and Kings both won multiple Stanley Cups. All right, if the Blues don't win tonight, let's just do a best of tomorrow. Fair? Oh, yeah. Let's that way do, we don't have to really talk win, about it. Let's do a best of. Tomorrow. I'm on morning after tomorrow, so we should also do a morning after best of then. Let's Ooh. do a station best of. Let's find a reason to boycott the NHL because we'll like cherry pick one little thing that we didn't like and say we're not going on the year because of it. Uh, bonus Blues question The percentage of people in St. Louis. That could hop on a plane right now and go to San Jose. Strick is doing it. Goldfinger is doing the hookup again. Biff is listening. going. How many people do you think, if offered, we'd all want to go, free flight, free place to stay, the Ritz, whatever. But how many people do you think could actually pull it off? 50% could like leave their job. More than that. Tell their family, hey, you pick up the kids. I got a chance to go. For one night? How many people think do you think could actually pull it off? 75%. Really? Yeah. One night? Private? How many people listening to this stage? Probably 100%. 100%. Yeah, I'm free. I'm available. You want me to call in? There's going to be people just uh, hanging out at the airport. Hey, anybody uh, Goldfinger here? I'm not going to. I'm not. Yeah. I want to meet this guy, by the <laughs> so way. So do I. For many reasons. Strick won't even say his name to me. He's like, don't worry about he it. He did. Let it slip, though. No, Biff. Biff, Biff. I think he said Rick. He said Rick. Okay, let's start looking. Let's get, go hey, get the, the phone, phone book out. Book. Everybody <laughs> All right. Cardinals pace. Hoff is how many wins? They have 22. They've played 41, so you're almost exactly one-fourth of the way. What do they have pace? About 86-ish? 87 wins? Your level of surprise. Yeah, about 87 wins. Your level of surprise that this is their pace. I'm not surprised. And what did I say last week when you asked me the same I forgot. question? I forgot. I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair with the win totals to go there, to go there, when they just go 10-1 and one, and when they just go... Two and nine, right? I still think the Cardinals are a 88, 89, 90 win team. I think they'll add at the uh, trading deadline. We'll see what happens there. But it's just when you see a team be so good, and a couple weeks ago they're the best team in baseball off a 10 and one stretch, and then they go two and nine. Now, if they'd have went more kind of win a couple, lose a couple, and they go 12 and 10, I don't think you're, you're as concerned. But you saw them be great. Well, let's be honest. They were playing above above the board there, with especially offensively. I mean, everybody was hitting. And they had a couple good turns through the rotation. And then you go 2-9 and nine against some good teams. But I just feel like this is not an elite team with the Cardinals. They're not a bad team. But it doesn't surprise me at all that they're right around a pace of 87, 89, whatever it is. Yesterday was brutal because you had a bad homestand. But if you win that Sunday game... Hudson settled in. You're up six to three, so you got six runs. I don't really think he ever settled. Well, okay, in, but though. he didn't. He didn't craft the bat. I mean, he gave not you a lot of hard contact. Okay, but he went six innings, three runs. What I'm saying, I'm not. I'm not voting him for the Cy Young, but I'm saying he settled in. After the first inning, you're thinking this guy's done after two or three. So he gave you a representative start. Six innings, three. Is that not a? Is that a quality start? Nobody says that anymore because that's a stupid stat. Six innings, three runs. But you had a winnable game, and then you bring in Brevia. 
and he's been great. My problem is the Ty Webbs of the world get you into that predicament. And I think I texted Chuck about Ty Webb, and you said, yeah, but he's lefty. He's left-handed. So he's, so he's fine. He's that left-handed. That was uh, sarcasm. I think that bullpen could use a little makeover right now. We were talking about the rotation, though, last week, right? Now we're talking about the bullpen. I Correct. feel like with Dakota Hudson, I call him Dak Hudson. Look, to go six after your first inning, what did he throw pitch-wise? Off 30-plus pitches, and he looked like he might only last an inning or two or three. To get to six innings was a win with where he started. With where he started is what I'm saying. And look, this guy has not been elite this year. I think with what you've seen from Dakota Hudson, you'd probably take a quality start if you were offered that before the game. However, look in the other dugout. Who did they start? They started the singer with the scales tattoo, who's a reliever. <laughs> Everybody's injured for the Pirates. Chris Archer, Jamison Tyone. They started Steven Brault, who wasn't going to give him more than four innings in his absolute best outing, and you lost that game. Dakota Hudson has allowed the most batted balls or tied with the most batted balls allowed with an exit velocity of 100 miles per hour or more. That's why I said you should take a quality start if offered that before uh, the game. I'm saying you got to remove him from the rotation. I think you can make the case the experiment is not working. Entering his start, he'd made seven starts on the season, entering yesterday. He still hadn't qualified for ERA title because he hadn't matched a minimum innings. innings. That's That's bad. It's not working with him. you got to try something new. All right, who's your biggest Cardinal disappointment? Is it Dakota Hudson? Right now, I think it's got to be Carpenter. Yeah. But you do think but like you're he's also, going to But you're not that. even shocked by it, though. Correct. You know that he does this. Is where it he'll, Bader? Eh, he's been hurt. But he wasn't playing well even. And this is what's forcing you to put out a defensive outfield that you're not thrilled about. Andrew Miller? Could be Andrew Miller. Because Carpenter, I feel like, okay, he's struggling, and then next week he'll hit 20 homers in two days. Let me ask you this question. You could probably just ask. If you have a rotation that statistically right now is not great, let's be honest, it's not. If you had a person in the bullpen who had been a successful starter last year, if his numbers were in 20 games, a .77 ERA, and 25 strikeouts in 23 and a third innings with a whip of 0.6, if that pitcher, if his name was Carlos Martinez or Alex Reyes, people would be all over the Cardinals to put him in the rotation. Nobody's saying that because this pitcher's name is John Gant. And John Gant was really good as a starter. And what do we say about good pitchers? Why not use them for more innings? And look, Dakota Hudson last year was good in the bullpen. John Gant was good in both roles. All I'm saying is, flip him. This guy, Gant, has thrown two innings twice this year. He's thrown up to 33 pitches in an outing. It would not take him that long if you stretched him out with a piggyback in the major leagues. You don't have to send him down if you wanted him in the starting rotation. All I'm saying is, if those numbers were put up by a Reyes or a Martinez in the bullpen, we would be clamoring for those guys to go in the rotation, and nobody's saying it because it's John Gant, who we kind of overlook, who's been unbelievable this year and was really good last year. And in recent games, you don't really even get the value of a Jordan Hicks. He's He's... And even a John Gant, who's a great piece when you're up by a run or up by two runs, when you're losing a lot of these games, you don't even get to your good pieces in the bullpen. All right, five for Chuck. I think that was two-ish. True or false? True. Hard Knocks has ruined every team video because every team now— Sprinklers. Not just sprinklers. Cleats on pavement. Click, clack. Everything is a slow-mo. It's a guy wearing a suit. That's a slow-mo. 
a door opening, slow-mo. Dramatic. Every team now tweets out video, and everything is overdone because they've all watched too much hard knocks. I'm telling you, it's losing its value because every clip I see, this is not about the Blues, this is any team, any NHL production or NBA production, it's the slow-mo, it's the rack focus of the ball or the puck, and it's just it's overdone. Sorry. I, I, I agree with your take, but I don't think it's actually ruined it. I think in a way it's made it better because why did we love hard knocks early on? Because you got the real insight. You got guys swearing. Well, that's different than the video. I'm talking about okay. everybody. Every team video is like, it makes it more dramatic just because it's slow motion. I'm like, if a guy's closing his briefcase, you can slow-mo that. It's still not exciting. Is that a Samsonite? <laughs> but look, I will trade that. I will trade the uh, the cookie-cutter shots for the fact that how about all these sports teams now? And the Blues have done this, and I love it. They're releasing videos I love from that. the locker yep. room where the coaches are saying the F word. And I know some people, oh, no, I love seeing I love seeing the inside. Chief. Chief, that's what I'm saying. So I will I will take that trade because I think when they let you into the dressing room, I think it's a really cool look into the team. That I love. That's, diff- that's real footage. What I'm talking about is trying to make something bigger than it is. If it's a guy closing the door of his Jaguar and walking into a building, you can slow-mo that a thousand times. It doesn't make me more excited for Game 7. Should you speed it up? Would that get you more excited? No, you don't need to show show me action. I don't need to see. The, the, the NFL started this with everyone walking in their suit into the building. Can we get a Fox 2 promo of you guys walking doing things in slow-mo? Remember the cat? They had a promo at Fox Midwest. Printing your scripts in slow-mo. Years ago where they showed the cat, and I think he even waves the photographer, and they run down the dugout steps like, let's go get him. We're he go, stormed them. We're gonna, it was we're him gonna, storming the clubhouse. We're going to hold these lock. guys accountable. All right. We are not. I know you're and not, right? We swarmed him. Then we swarmed him. <laughs> okay. You're not a Game of Thrones guy, correct? I'm not, and I want to be, but I feel like now it's, it's been too ruined. Late. Well, eh. no. I go on Twitter. I don't even know any of the characters Wait, except what? for now I know what's happened. Oh, that's true. That's I'm, I'm telling you, that's like fair. I know what's happened this yeah. year just based on Twitter. I can't avoid it. But because you're not into it, and I'm not into it, when you saw something online about Aaron Rodgers being in Game of Thrones, did you think it was a spoof or a joke? My first reaction was, oh, is this some kind of spoof? No, SNL-ish? I feel like there's been cameos for other Ed Sheeran. athletes. But right? they don't speak. Uh, it is kind of like a peer. Just yeah, they're dying and then they're gone. Two of the guys from uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia were uh, in the first episode of this season. Wait, who? Um, Glenn Howerton and oh, yeah. um, the guy who plays Mac. Rob McElhenney? Sorry, sorry, sorry Rob McElhenney and then one of the executive producers of Always Sunny. I'm not have Glenn. to re Howerton left. Chat. They were two of the Ironborn who get murdered by Theon when he saves Yara <laughs> to kick off se- the season. You know what I'm t- talking about? Yeah. They're two of the guys who really yeah. quickly just get murked. Uh, I regret bringing this up. And also but the showrunners were in it, too. Do they acknowledge, do you even notice no. that it's Al- uh, Aaron no. Rodgers? No. Rogers, you okay, so that's the joke. Is it yeah. in the blend he's, in the background? He's in the background four different times, and only two, two times are are obvious when you look back on now. Two times are really still because he's standing next get... to his brother, but they're not speaking. So you're like, I should have known that. Was like him. the Sopranos did it sometimes with people, and it'd be quick, and they'd be mentioned. Like Eric Mangini was on the Sopranos episode for like ten God, seconds. They talked about that for so much. Frank Sinatra Jr. made small itty bitty cameos, and he was referenced as that. And same with Lawrence Taylor. They never had major roles; they just appeared. Whereas in Game of Thrones, they appear, but like they're never, obviously never mentioned. They're just there and not even recognizable at times. So, Rock, after your Game of Thrones watch party and you guys are playing Dungeons & Dragons, do you guys say, wow. was that Aaron Rodgers? Does that wow. come up? 
Magic the Gathering. Listen to Martin here looking down on the television. Listen, uh, have I, I'm in the have, minority have here. Have I spent my life playing the two games and watching the, th- the TV show you mentioned? Yes, I've played Magic the Gathering, I've played Dungeons and Dragons, and I watch Game of Thrones a lot. Which point? My brother used to love playing Magic the Gathering back in the day. The game was fun. To, to Martin's point, too long. Game was so what was that point? You used to make fun of everybody. You're in the minority, and, and I don't think you are. Long. I think actually fewer people, certainly fewer than 50%, have watched Game of Thrones. However, because Twitter is is full of people that tweet a lot. And the demographic that watches that right? show. And the stats have come out that what? 80% of the tweets come from like 5% of the people in Twitter. That's how That's it works. That's Schaefer. So everybody tweets about, about <laughs> Game of Thrones, but really, how many people do you think have actually watched it and have HBO? Here's how I'll equate it, though. It's the, not 50%, The though. guy who thinks he's cool for saying he doesn't watch Game of Thrones is the same person who thinks he's cool for saying, I don't watch the Super Bowl, or I've never watched Star Wars. It's like, you know, you're in the majority for by saying that, but you're not special. But hold on a second. No, but I disagree. My point in saying it is, I feel the people who are trumpeting their Game of Thrones fandom makes you feel like you have to explain, like, I don't watch it. I didn't, I didn't start the fire. I'm just commenting. It was always fact. burning. Thank you. While the world was, was turning. 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 But look, Thank you. I'm not. Thursday's dead. She's mentioned the song. But look, I'm not saying she's that I'm dying? cool. I'm no? not saying I'm cool because I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I tried watching it, and I thought to myself, to really get caught up, I'd have to watch what, 60, 70 episodes. And so, I just, yeah, that was, that was episode seventy. I didn't want that to take over my life. Eventually, I will watch Game of Thrones, and I'm excited to watch I it. I get your reasoning behind not wanting to yeah. now, though, since you know what happens. And yes, Doris Day is the second name mentioned, and we didn't start the fire. She passed away recently. I think today or yesterday. I think there's only six oh. people left in that enti- mention that entire song that are still alive. This is like the six people who have a thousand <laughs> RBIs. And yes, that was, and yes, that was a tweet earlier today. Babe Ruth doesn't count, and he just passed. <laughs> because he was like, Edwin <laughs> Encarnacion and... What was the next uh, verse? I think Cano. Robinson Cano. Oh, last one, last one, last one for Chuck. John Beeline will succeed in the NBA, true or false? What's your definition of success? <sighs> Grammar. No, that's a Your good follow-up, though. No, he'll he'll make a playoff run at some point. Make he it will to be the playoffs. one conference final appearance. Oh, God. Not that. Make it to the playoffs. He will be in the playoffs. <laughs> make it to the Giannis playoffs. Is like 26. By year three. Year three, wow. the Cavs will be in the postseason. John Beeline, hell of a coach. The players will oh, love him. Big Ten coach. But we John all B. know. John came from the Big East and the Big 12. He wouldn't no. and, and don't forget the Cavs. The, the Cavs <laughs> have stacked the covered yes. with Colin Sexton and... Maybe Zion? That's it. Kevin they Love? Have, they have Colin Sexton and Kevin Love. But look, the players will love him, but we all know in the NBA, it's more about your GM bringing in players than it is the coach, but I think he'll be just fine. And look at, look at the coaches who are winning now. You don't even know who these guys are, who coach Portland and Milwaukee and Denver, right? These aren't huge name guys. No, we were saying that earlier. When Frank and I were kids, <laughs> Billy Cunningham was a coach. Pat Riley, you always like big Chuck Daly, bigger than life coaches. And now it's clear, like the players are just they're running the show anyway. All right, that was sixteen for Chuck. Brought to you this hour by Offenberg Hyundai. You can find them in O'Fallon, Illinois, Highway sixty four, easy to get to from downtown St. Louis. Charlie, I like to say it's a short ride. To a great deal. Mm-hmm. It is. Offenberg Hyundai O'Fallon, Illinois, on the web, OffenbergHyundai.com. Greenmount Road is the exit. Great looking vehicles, great gas mileage. That's what Hyundai is all about. And because it's Offenberg, you know that means you're getting customer service you can count on before, during, and after the sale. OffenbergHyundai.com. More Monday hot takes. It's a big no call Monday, Hoff, I oh, believe. This should be a no call weekday. 
A lot to get to, Chuck. No call year here on 590 The Fan. We'll continue to uh, unpack. Mother's Day. Janie Mays first game. Janie Mays first Cardinal game on Saturday. Couldn't bring us a victory. Thanks a lot, Janie May. Are you going to tell her that when she's older, the first Cardinal game I took it to, you lost? I am. Okay. We'll hold Janie May accountable next. Mm -hmm. Midday grind on 590 The Fan. Why'd you lose? With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.